0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Your Purpose is Beauty. Welcome to episode 54. I don't think I've had the chance to tell you here Happy New Year. My last episode 53 was released in 2021, but it was just on Patreon. So I haven't had a chance to convene with all of you here on the main feed as we've entered this new tumultuous year. Episode 53, if you're interested, was a product crit and a big, big product giveaway and divestment that I end up doing quarterly. As you can imagine, there's no way that I can get through all of the skincare that I test, so I'm happy to share the love. If you're interested in product crits, I believe episode three or four here on the podcast was the very first time I ever executed that concept. And then I went on to do one, if not two, product crits on YouTube. So I'll try and link all of that in the show notes for you. Today, I'm so happy to bring you an inspiring, uplifting, feel-good interview. Today, you're going to be hearing from Valérie Granduri of Audacity Skincare, or as I try to pronounce it in French, Valachie. Audacity is really a pioneering eco-beauty brand, and I go way, way back with them. I remember Audacity from my early days of eco-beauty, specifically their serum concentrates, which I end up asking Valerie about. I've always referred to them as boosters. They're these small dropper bottle vials of very, very concentrated serums, really, really potent uh, plant oils and extracts. And I always felt really, really drawn to them and the concept of them, which is that you can use them as a really intensive treatment on the skin, or you can dilute them with, say, a really high quality argan oil Or jojoba oil, or something like that. But this was really, in my remembrance, one of the first products I ever used, skincare wise, eco or otherwise, that felt truly potent and alive. And it was a real turning point for me, actually, in my skincare evolution. So this was, you know. Eight, maybe even 10 years ago at this point. So, since then, I've gone on to use and try so many products in Audacity's range. I was actually just on the website making a little list of things I'm currently using that are currently in rotation, things I've tried, and then kind of what my wish list is. And I've try 70% of the brand at this point. So I thought that after the interview is over that I'll pop back on to share with you some of my favorite products from Audacity, just some quick reviews and recommendations to get started if you're brand new to this brand and feeling intrigued and inspired. After you hear from Valerie, which I'm venturing to guess you will, because she's just so uplifting and positive and knowledgeable, before we get to that, I do want to let you know that I'm about to open a giveaway featuring Lupiote, a very sweet and unique candle company. Lupiote's been advertising on Your Purpose's Beauty these last several episodes, uh, you may have noticed. And the founder, Sylvie, and I wanted an opportunity for people to try some of the candles. Now, I really don't do giveaways. I think I have not. I mean, I never really did them to begin with. And then I kind of stopped doing them, you know, a year and a half or two years ago. I don't think I've done one since then. But I think that this is a really, really sweet candle company. Um, I love the French tie in. Lupiote means tiny lamp in French, as you'll hear in just a minute. And I just thought that it would be a nice kind of new year, tis the season to light a nice candle. Uh, I've tried some of the candles. I think they're really lovely. I've gifted them to people. So if you'd like the opportunity to try one of these cute candles, you can go to patreon.com slash et La Musique. I'm going to be hosting the giveaway there. It's going to be a public post that's open to everyone. So you don't have to be a Patreon supporter of L'Amour et La Musique to enter. What you'll do is when you go to my Patreon landing page, you'll just see a public post that's going to say, Lupiote giveaway, enter here. I'm going to pick three winners. And all you need to do is in the comments of that post with an image and all the details, you'll just enter your name or whatever you're commenting under and the candle that you'd like to try, excluding the custom options. So you can go peruse the different candles that Lupio does at shop. And again, I'll have all of that info in the... I want to say description box because I've been focusing on making YouTube videos, but the show notes uh, for today's episode, the only stipulations are that you need to be over the age of 18 and based in the mainland United States. So I'll select three winners and notify you in the comments with next steps to receive this special gift. So now let's just hear a quick word about Lupio before getting into today's interview. Evoking the joy and tenderness of childhood through storytelling scent, Lupiote's Candles offer delightful, olfactive compositions that are hand-poured in California. Born as an homage to the inherent creativity and playfulness present in the childlike mind, Lupiote, or tiny lamp in French, is also used as a term of endearment for young children. Each of the artisanal scent stories are inspired by the founder's memories of growing up in France. An ideal gift for the holidays, a baby shower, parents-to-be, or anyone looking to connect with their inner child, discover the enchanting universe of Lupiote by visiting lupiote.shop.com. All right, I want to share just a few quick words about Valerie and Audacity before we get into this interview. So Valerie Grandori is the founder and CEO of Audacity, which was founded in 2009. Audacity pioneered the eco-beauty movement by offering a line of products formulated with wild-crafted organic natural ingredients paired with safely formulated clinical actives and Target concentrates, ensuring that each delivers purity and superior performance. Audacity strives to ensure that its products are manufactured ethically and sustainably, including the use of glass packaging and recycled paper printed with biodegradable vegetable-based dyes. Born and raised in France and living in California, Valerie started thinking of a way to marry the best of two worlds. On one side, the expertise and research of French skincare, and on the other side, the green California lifestyle. Audacity currently sells through 400 plus doors across 17 countries around the world, including prominent retailers such as Nordstrom, Blue Mercury, Space NK, The Detox Market, Le Bon Marché, Lane Crawford, Galerie Lafayette, and Harvey Nichols. And without further ado, let's start hearing from Valerie herself. Hi, Valerie. Welcome to Your Purpose is Beauty. I'm so, so excited to have you here and for you to share a bit about uh, your history and the beginnings of Audacity and just everything. I'm so excited to get into it. Me too. Okay, so maybe we could begin with just at the beginning, learning a bit about the foundations of your personal passion for beauty. I do know that you dealt with a breast cancer diagnosis some years ago, which was a profound call to heal, which then led you to health and wellness coaching. So, how did skincare and beauty come from that?
1: Well, you know, I think that, you know, my passion for beauty is kind of rooted in my French DNA. You know, French women love skincare. We are actually the European country that spends the most in skincare. And it's something we take very seriously actually. So I think this is, you know, the start of my love for beauty. And also as, you know, as a kid, I was super influenced by this uh, cruelty-free movement that was launched by The Body Shop. I don't know if you remember, it's a long time ago. But I think it was just like, you know, I absolutely love animals. They're a really important part of my life. And I think that, you know, having cruelty-free skincare is really so important. But why I became a beauty entrepreneur is really um, a different story. And uh, really, my life and my career didn't really predestine me to create Audacity. But when I had breast cancer, it kind of rocked my world. And made me really seriously look into what is it in our environment that causes so many women today to have breast cancer. And I started to look into the toxicity of everything that we come into contact. And this was back in 2005. So nobody was really talking about the toxicity and some of the ingredients that are really potent endocrine disruptor that are formulated into our beauty products. And for me, the way I healed my body from breast cancer was obviously to have, you know, Western medicine and surgery. And I also had a chemotherapy, my cancer invited in my life. It was a very bad prognostic. So I kind of, you know, realized that if I wanted to heal, you know, beyond the medical treatment, I really needed to change Absolutely everything about my life. And that's what I did. And the reason why I changed everything is because I really wanted to remove all the toxins from my life. And that's how I got to look into skincare. When my doctors told me, Valerie, you know, you need to change all your personal care products. I was like, what? (laughs) You mean there's ingredients, you know, in my beautiful, uh, skincare that is not good for me. And so I started to do a little bit of research. And in 2005, you know, the clean beauty movement didn't exist. We weren't talking about it. But when you started to search, you could find quite a bit of science about that. So I went to Whole Food to try to find a skincare product. But I think you know, the French DNA that I was speaking about. When I looked at the product on the shelf, it was like, it was so like hippie vibe and granola. And uh, and it really didn't have that French, you know, expertise and the beauty of the packaging and the extraordinary texture. You know, everything was greasy. It smelled like patchouli. And I looked at it and I said, this is not going to make it for me. There's no way I'm going to put this on my face. And at that time, I had decided to quit my job, to go back to school, to become a health and wellness coach. I had moved to a beautiful place between Los Angeles and Malibu, which is called Topanga, to be away from pollution and really decided to take six months of my life to completely heal myself. So I had the time to research and to do new things. And so I thought, you know what? it cannot be that difficult to make a creme, you know, because, you know, a creme is basically, you know, a liquid part, and oil part, and, you know, an sapphire. And before I got sick, I used to work in in the film business. I used to produce commercials all over the world. And I had this army of location scouts that are people that can find you anything, anywhere in the world. And I hired some of them to go and find me the best Natural ancestral beauty ingredient from their country. And that's how it started. It started with green tea seed oil that arrived from Japan, which is, you know, the oil that the geisha have been using for thousands of years. I had tamanu oil that came from the rainforest of Madagascar. I had seaweeds that came from Ireland. I had carrot seed oil that came from France, which is what the queens of France used to give them a beautiful glow. And I started my, really my kitchen turned into this little apothecary lab <laughs> and I started to mix products. And really I had this aha moment. The first time I put this product on my skin, it was like, oh my God. It's like my skin was happy. It felt like it was fed Almost at the cellular level, you know, the biocompatibility of all those beautiful, completely fresh and natural ingredients was completely transformative. And I thought, okay, never ever in my life will I ever put anything else on my skin. And uh, I still didn't think of starting a, a skincare company. I just developed my coaching practice and I started to make products for my clients. And for three years, that's all I did. I only did, you know, custom-made skincare for my clients. And it just, through word of mouth, it just grew very big. And I had a couple of articles, I had a couple of celebrities that started to talk about it. And I knew it was time to take it to the next level and create audacity, which is kind of, you know, uniting that French skincare expertise of, you know, what I was talking about, the pleasure, the texture, the scent, the concentration of actives, so that you can get those beautiful results with my newly green California lifestyle that I adopted after I had breast cancer.
0: So Audacity launched in... 2009. 2009. Okay, that's a little sooner than I was... um had remembered because I have been into eco beauty for probably the last decade. So Audacity is definitely
1: a, a front runner. Yeah, completely pioneer the clean beauty movement, and it's a good point what you're saying because what was interesting is that you know here I am arriving on the <laughs> on the skincare market with a completely innovative concept and voice that says you know what, there's no reason for you to sacrifice performance for purity of the ingredients. You know, you can have it both. And at that time, I remember my first press tour in New York and the the journalists were like, okay, Valérie, natural doesn't work. And I say, well, can you please try my products? Because that's exactly what I want to do is I want to, you know, reconcile the, you know, Both the efficacy and the purity. And it really took us like three years before, you know, there was no name. There was the clean beauty movement. The name didn't exist. So it took three years of, you know, talking to the press. And of course, the early adopters were there and the people that are always searching for something new were there, but it wasn't really mainstream. And it's really started to kind of seriously pick up, I would say, like probably, uh, seven years ago, it just started, you know, become bigger and bigger. And really there was, as the demand grew, you know, as women became more knowledgeable about some of those ingredients, then, you know, the clean beauty movement started. And uh, it's beautiful to see that today it's the fastest growing segment of the beauty industry.
0: So I really want to talk about the boosters in your line. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to imagine that, that those were some of the first products you make just based yes. on what you what you told me. And that was my personal introduction to your brand, mm-hmm. you know, a decade ago at this point. And I still have really, you know, I've seen a lot of products and I've never really seen another brand take this exact mm-hmm. approach, which is a very versatile yet concentrated product. It's kind of infinitely customizable throughout seasons and and all different kinds of skin. So I would just love to hear. Hear you share about this concept and how you've decided which
1: oils and blends to create. So, yeah, you're absolutely correct. This is very unique to Audacity. And I think that the reason why is because, you know, I came to create Audacity after working with hundreds and hundreds of private clients and really listening to the skin in a holistic manner. You know, taking into account all the factors that affect the skin. And it's not really something that the beauty industry is considering. They tell you, okay, you have dehydrated skin, here is a hydrating product. But me, I'm looking, okay, you have dehydrated skin, right? But that's Monday because you've been playing outside all weekend and maybe you didn't drink enough water and you've been outdoor. So your skin is dehydrated, but it's not normally dehydrated, right? But then comes Monday and you go through a crazy stressful day, right? And then at the end of the day, you're so stressed that you start to feel like there is a pimple that's coming out, right? And because you're so stressed, you can't sleep. And the next morning you wake up and you have this, your skin is very dull. It completely lacks glow. And there's really no product in the world that can do hydration Sunday, pimple Monday and glow on Tuesday, right? <laughs> so I decided to create, and it, and this were some of the first product of Audacity because the origin is like for my private client, knowing that their skin would change, I would actually create little concentrate elixir that would address very specific skin concern so that you can, it's very easy to add in your routine. All you have to do is use it as a serum so, as the treatment part of your routine, you don't have to change everything if you want, but let's say that you need a little hydration, couple of drops of the hydration serum concentrate, let's say you have a pimple, just spot treat with the pimple serum concentrate, let's say you like glow, couple of drops of the white carrot serum concentrate so super easy, but very customizing your skin routine because. For me, in order for you to wake up every single morning with the kind of skin that gives you confidence that not only looks good, but makes you feel good, right? You need to adapt your skin routine in a very simple and easy way. It's a bit like a supplement, right? In order for your skin to have the nutrient that it needs to address what's happening in your life. Are you stressed? Are you sleeping enough? How are your hormones? Are you eating you know, the right food? Are you drinking enough water? Are you exposed to the sun? Basically, everything in your life is going to affect your skin. So with the serum concentrate, you have a solution for anything that happens.
0: So do you recommend that people kind of hone in on the top two or three skin I don't want to necessarily say concerns, but the things that they're paying attention to most or notice about their skin and kind of for the average person, two to three having in rotation would be a nice approach. That's
1: exactly that. And I call it, you have your little skin cocktail, right? So, and most people know, you know, when I, you know, when I worked with clients, you know, I asked them, you know, What are the things that you would like to improve about your skin? Because sometimes, you know, skin concern, like, oh, is my skin dehydrated? I'm not really sure. But basically, you know, okay, right now I want to work on firmness. I want to work on anti-aging. And I also have a problem with my pores. And that would be your three serum concentrate.
0: So maybe you could share some of Audacity's other best-selling products um, and why you think they might be so loved.
1: <laughs> so, you know, it's really interesting. So one of the things is like, we're very international. We sell in 18 countries. And, um, and so each country has a very specific favorite. And that's, I, I, it's really interesting because I never really understood why. But if I look at the worldwide bestseller, Our pimple serum concentrate is like for sure on top of the list. What's, I think the reason why this one is such an incredible bestseller is obviously because it works, but because it's in an oil format and a lot of pimple products are super drying. They're going to come and kind of almost burn your skin. And so what happens after that is that you're left with a little scar or a little discoloration of the skin. And so this. Pimple treatment has a lot of vitamin E in it, which is going to help prevent the scarring and also not burn your skin. It's actually keeping your skin hydrated. And I think that's why it's such a good seller because it marries, you know, that kind of hydrating feeling with the purifying aspect to take care of the pimples. So that's really our number one, our. Number two is the wild carrot serum. I was talking about that as being one of the first ingredients that I started to work with. It's a oil that extracted from the tiny, tiny little seeds of wild carrots. And the way we extract ours, and we spend a lot of time ensuring the quality of the ingredient, because when you formulate with natural product, it's so much about the quality of the ingredients and it comes out almost green. There is so much polyphenol in this oil and it has also a really high concentration of, of beta carotene, which is a precursor to vitamin A. So it gives you that beautiful kind of, you know, healthy glow. I always say that it's like, you know, if you go and walk in the forest, especially in the fall right now, it's so beautiful and, you know, you breathe the oxygen and the, and the the hummus of the earth and, you know, you come home and you catch yourself in the mirror and you have this beautiful rosy tint in your skin. So that's what the wild carrot serum does. It's really uh, probably our number two bestseller. and. The number three bestseller is our creme de la nuit, which actually we just launched a few months ago, but it's, it's taking the third place. It's a night cream that we, it actually really incarnates that French California blend. So we took this one through both clinical and consumer study to really prove the results of its efficacy. And we actually reformulated this creme 22 times to get to the results that we could prove through the clinical and the consumer study that you actually can see results after the first night. And this one has been embraced all over the world and it's our number three bestseller. And number four, and I have a really love for this one because I think it's when you're serious about skincare, it's one of the things you really need to integrate in your routine is our eye serum. And the sooner you start using an eye serum, really, the more ahead of the game you are at really working on the longevity of your skin. And it's one that comes with a little roller. So it's very easy to apply. And also the little massage, it's made of stainless steel, the roller. So it's kind of cooling. And the little massage also helps if you have any puffiness of dark circles. Is
0: this the, the baobab and sarsaparola? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So picking up on what you said in terms of, you know, Audacité is a very international brand and each country or part of the world has their preferences Mm -hmm. and products, you know, as a Francophile, you're the first French person I've had on the podcast. And I just want to ask you all of these questions about France, you know, before we started recording, (laughs) we were even sharing a little bit about um, your history in France. So maybe you could just share with people listening your perspective on the French beauty sensibility. I know you said that French women are very, very into skincare, but what does just kind of the French beauty sensibility, what is that and how does it compare to how we are in the U.S. here? And do you still maintain this cultural perspective in your own approach to beauty? Or it sounds like you really kind of have married them in a sense.
1: Yeah, I think that also one of the founding principles of Audacity is that fusion of different culture i mean obviously we have this french california dna that you know comes from my experience of life but you know when i was talking about sourcing at the beginning you know ancestral traditional beauty secret from all over the world that's also the foundation of odacity is really looking at ingredients that have been used ingredients and technique that have been used through ancestral medicine like traditional Chinese medicine, Ayurveda, and really validating it with the science by, you know, looking into each of these ingredients. Why is this wild carrot doing, you know, this extraordinary um, result on the skin? Well, if you look scientifically into it, it has the perfect balance of vitamin A, C, and E together. So it's really searching it for this ingredient that that have been used for centuries to improve the skin, validating it with the science, right? And integrating it into our products. So it's like a really, and also I think that fusion is the best way to create something that's truly unique, that bringing, you know, all this knowledge together. But so to go back to French skincare, I think the big difference is that French skincare is a routine, basically. It's something that you practice with pleasure, which is very important, morning and night. <laughs> so it's not a chore. And I hear it a lot from some of my clients here. Is like, oh, you know, Valerie is such a chore that I have to wash my face every evening. And, you know, I can just slap on some makeup in the morning. And it's going to be okay. <laughs> and I say, first, you know, makeup needs to come on a beautiful canvas to be beautiful. So I think the big difference is that we are introduced to skincare from our grandmother, our mother. It's something that's very feminine. It's kind of this, I call it the rendezvous with myself. You know, it's this moment that's, that's all about you. It's about self-care. It's about self-love. It's about forgetting the rest of your, you know, your day, your problems, and really just practicing, you know, in a way, self-love, really Taking care of that skin and taking care of you. So it's it's something that you do every day because you work on the longevity and the health of your skin. And what I see here is often a tendency to go for super aggressive treatment, like you know, high peels and high, you know, acids on the skin. And yes, you're gonna have beautiful results, you know, the next day, but in the long term, it's actually more damaging to your skin than practicing something that is really coming to nourish and support the health of your skin on a daily basis. And I always like to tell my clients, listen, it's a bit like doing abs, right? If you do like one session of really hard abs, what's going to happen is next morning, you're going to be so sore, but you still don't have abs, right? You need to do abs every single day. Just a small amount is enough and then you're going to have the best abs. And it's the same for your skin. You need to have that daily practice and really turn it into something that's pleasure. That really is a moment for yourself and don't think of it as a chore.
0: What's the state of green beauty or eco-beauty in France today? Because you know you always hear about the iconic French pharmacy products. So I'm curious what, what green beauty looks like there today, if you know.
1: So it's a really interesting because, you know, in France, where I want to say we're kind of traditionalist, you know, because there is, I think it also comes from the fact that there is such an incredible savoir-faire and refinement, you know, in all this cosmetic industry. And the other thing is that as you said, you know, a lot of skincare is sold in pharmacy, so it's sold to you with someone who has a white coat, right? So you think it's safe, right? You think it's good for you. but it's not really the reality. So it took the French people a long time to accept the clean beauty movement because uh first, like because of that tradition, you know, French people are always doubting new trends. they kind of look at it. Is it really a trend? Or is it a shift? Is it, you know, because we've seen all kinds of trends that come and go, right? But right, we're seeing with clean beauty, it's it's not a trend, it's a shift. It's a whole different way to think about skincare. So now clean beauty is like really the big thing in France.
0: Kind of jumping off that, it's a shift and not a trend. I have seen this... Greater inclusion in green beauty and it's in audacity too. I just saw that you guys released a facial acupressure tool. I know that you have uh, been selling a gua sha tool for a number of years. So this, this integration of these other modalities that come from more ancestral beauty traditions. Tell me a bit about uh, why you decided to pursue that direction, uh, what the reception has been, how you guys do education around that. And, you know, there's just seems like there's so much promise for people to learn how to use these tools for their own um, self-care at home.
1: I think for me, it comes, you know, from that holistic approach of skin. I think that for me, I look at skin, not only at, at the level of, you know, at the topical level, you know, I look at it as, okay. You know, what's happening in your life, hence the serum concentrate to help you customize your, your skin routine. But, you know, formulating with essential oils for me that they bring the beautiful sensorial experience. They bring also that emotional factor of, you know, feeling good, which is, which also helps us, you know, really in our life. When it comes to bringing, you know, being inspired, for example, by traditional Chinese medicine, when I launched Audacity in Hong Kong, that's actually how I found out about Guasha. I arrived in Hong Kong after, I can't even remember how long the trip is from LA. <laughs> but, but I couldn't move my neck. I was so stiff. I was, and I had a presentation in front of 500 people the next morning, and I thought, oh my God, this is not going to happen. And so the concierge from the hotel, I asked if they could send me um, a masseur and they sent me this, this gua sha masseur and he came to the hotel and did the gua sha on my entire body. And I never slept like this in my life. And I woke up the next morning like like I was so fresh. I just couldn't believe it. So I did my presentation and when I came back in the evening, I asked the concierge, okay, can I speak to this person? Because I was thinking, how do we create a gua sha that specifically adapts to the face, you know, to its contour? And that's easy and intuitive to use for people that don't come from this tradition. And so that's how we designed our gua sha. And We launched it. I think we were the first one to kind of reintroduce it, you know, to the market. And it really became one of our best selling products. And that little tool that we just launched, which is an acupressure tool, we actually, when I did Crème de la Nuit, which I was talking about being becoming one of our best sellers inside Crème de la Nuit, I gave a little spatula so that you don't have to put your finger in the crème. And I thought when I was doing it, I said, well, the other side of the spatula, you know, what can it be used with? And I started to think about acupressure. And so when you buy your crème de la nuit, you have your little spatula on one side, right? The other side of the spatula at this rounded end. And we give you a few like four points that can help you, just acupressure points that are really going to help you melt away the tension that you have in your face, really relax your face. And it does make a huge difference. And so what happened, of course, is that People now told us, like, can you make an acupressure tool separate and <laughs> so that we can buy it? So that's what's happening right now. And uh, that's why we launched it. It's really working on the meridians, you know, the meridians that just run right below the skin. And in traditional Chinese medicine, you know, they believe that all our blockage that block the teeth. So the energy that runs through this meridian are the cause. Of you know all kinds of illness and in, including some skin issue, and so it comes with with a little um, brochure that explains to you exactly where the beauty points are. And honestly, it's funny because people are just telling me already, you know, it's it's incredible. After just it takes five minutes to do, but. We carry so much tension in the face, you know, especially because we spend so much time on computers. So, by just activating those beauty points, you already see how it opens up all the eye area. Just that is pretty amazing.
0: Yeah, it's been so amazing and interesting to watch this big explosion in a way of people getting really interested in doing gua sha and acupressure and reflexology on themselves. You know, when you were mentioning your full body gua sha, that was how, you know, I've seen an acupuncturist myself for the last 10 years or so. And I had had kind of the traditional body gua sha, like up and down my spine with like the Chinese soup spoon is it's how they do it. And then, you know, the, seeing these flat stone tools that are sort of beautiful artifacts unto themselves and kind of also people have been tapping into the crystals that are used or the, the gems that are used, which is a whole other element to it too. So yeah, I kind of just wanted to share that, that I think it's, it's a really amazing part of the direction that Green Beauty has been going. So I am wondering if you would be willing to share, because I know people listening will be curious to hear, what does your current skincare routine look like? And what are maybe some of your favorite wellness therapies or modalities that you integrate um, in your own life?
1: Yeah. So I'm going to start with skincare. <laughs> so my skincare routine, it's, is quite simple and also very, very French. So it's four steps. The first is cleanse. Obviously that's like non-negotiable. Even if you're tired at night, you do need to cleanse your face. And, uh, I actually launched a micellar water. And for those who don't know what micellar water, it's a no rinse cleanser that was uh, actually created in France because the problem with our water in Paris is very harsh. So a lot of dermatologists started saying, well, you you really shouldn't rinse your face with harsh water. And I think it's a great idea too, because I mean, I don't know how your water is where you live, but most people don't have very clean water. So basically it's fast, effective, and you don't need to rinse it. So I say, if you're the kind of person that is often tired at night, doesn't feel like washing their face, or blue or cleansing water is going to be your best friend. And you will have no more excuse not to do it. Plus it smells like grapefruit juice. It's divine. It has Ayurvedic herbs that are infused in it. And it ma- really makes cleansing such a good experience. <laughs> and then uh, my second step is a mist. I think also, you know, a lot of... I know you've been in France, Mercedes. So we have this avion mist, you know, it's something that everybody is, is doing in France. And what mist is, is pretty remarkable. It's those tiny little beads of liquid and our mist, or aloe vera base with all kinds of actives in it. And that are going to come and infuse your skin. It's like a drink of water for your skin. It really is beautiful. And also it's going to help with the penetration of your next step, which is treat with a serum. So for me, my next step is one serum concentrate, depending on what my skin needs. And always my eye contour as like day and night, the eye cream. What are some of your personal
0: favorite serum concentrates? I'm curious. So
1: it depends what I go through, but me, I'm all about anti aging. You know, I'm in that category. So I love the wild carrot in the morning because it kind of gives you that little, almost like a sun kiss Oh, I don't know. There's something very special about the wild carrot. And at night, I'm a huge fan of our firming serum, which is buriti and lime. And Buriti oil is an oil that comes from the Amazon forest, and it's red. I mean, when I say red, it's like I mean almost orange. And what it is is that it's so rich in beta carotene. So the beta how beta carotene works is the precursor to vitamin A. So your cell, your body, transforms beta carotene into vitamin A. So for people that can't do like me, I cannot do retin A. This serum works like a retin-A without the side effect, without irritating or making your skin red and in a complete natural fashion. And then my last step is a moisturizer. So for the day, I use our oleosome time-release delivery cream. And then at night, our newly launched Creme de nuit. And then obviously I do a mask and I f- exfoliate about three times a week. And what I love about this pandemic is that I found myself very often working from home with a mask on in front of my computer. I <laughs> mean, one of the the big plus of the pandemic is like you can work with a mask on.
0: <laughs> are you a fan of obviously pre-pandemic, but are you a fan of uh, facials or or going to an esthetician? Because I know that that's quite popular in in
1: France as well. Yeah, so a lot of our products like are Bioactive rose gommage are inspired by the French spa Mm -hmm. and I love them. I really don't have a lot of time. (laughs) So, uh, it happens when I travel most of the time. And this year I haven't been traveling and obviously it's been, you know, complicated, but normally when I travel and I always try to find like the best. Esthetician, or you know, like in Hong Kong, it, you know, it's really interesting when you travel to find people that are beauty therapists. I call them, and yeah, and I love uh, that's something for me, such a treatment, and also just to be, you know, lying down for an hour in the middle of the day, <laughs> it just feels like such a treat, <laughs> and
0: so good to do after you've been on an airplane um, for a long period of time. Yeah, just anything to get the, the moving. Yeah, definitely. So, are you very into nutrition or or any
1: other kinds of? So yeah. So in terms of what do I do to keep healthy? So part of my healing journey was uh, adopting a raw vegan diet. So I've been now vegan for fifteen yeah fifteen years. I'm not hundred percent raw anymore, but eighty percent of my food is raw. It's a really interesting approach to food, and it's also very close to the way i formulate my product is trying to get your food in its most essence you know it's in in its essence without changing it without you know changing the molecular structure and it's most you know fresh and active with all its enzymes because the minute you you put the temperature over 108 you kill the enzymes so really trying to get all the benefits from your food from its almost original state, so that's the way I eat and obviously you know your food is you know is your energy. I read a lot about this. One of the book that was very uh, important to me was the book by Dr. Campbell, who is the Bill Clinton's doctor who did a huge study about how animal protein affect your health. And that was for me, uh, I'm a very scientific person in the choice I make. <laughs> so that was for me a big moment, big aha moment. And also there is so much, you know, antioxidants and vitamin in plant-based diet. So that's my nutrition. In terms of uh, practice, yoga and meditation, I think I want to say saved my life and I'm half you know, half-joking, they are uh, they a really important part of my healing journey. I have a little less time right now, but I will at least meditate five minutes. People know in my office sometime if they don't see me, I'm in my car meditating for five minutes when I feel like, okay, this is going too weird. And obviously my, my form of yoga is, is more restorative yoga. It's kind of a slow-paced yoga, a real connection between mind and body. Really, really important to me. And then I, I think also part of, you know, having survived cancer gave me a look at life that is extremely positive. I want to say that, you know, I kind of now always have a tendency to count my blessings and not really look at the problems, you know, just uh not dwell into, you know, the past or the future and really be in the present and being grateful for everything that I have, even if life is not perfect.
0: That's so beautiful and also makes me you know, I really look up to women like yourself who are such strong entrepreneurs in the beauty industry, which is an industry that I have really loved since childhood. So I'm wondering if you have any words of wisdom for anyone listening who's in the entrepreneurial world looking to make a career for themselves in beauty, and if you've had any important mentors or sources of inspiration along your own path.
1: Yeah, I think that so... I always say that if you're going to become a beauty entrepreneur, I think that the two things that you need is one is passion, and that is non-negotiable because it takes um, a lot of work. And when things is going great, it's easy. But if you don't have the passion when things are not, and it will happen that things are not going great. If you don't have that passion, that drive, that vision, that things that really makes you wake up in the morning with kind of like, yeah, I'm going to go to work. I'm going to make a difference. And, And, you know, you need that. You really need that. And for me, it really is my drive every morning. And then come with something different. I think that we're seeing right now that because, again, the clean beauty movement is the fastest growing segment of the beauty industry, we're seeing a lot of brands coming to market. Unfortunately, it also comes with a lot of greenwashing. Everybody, you know, claiming to be green when it's not really true. And it depends on, you know, I know there is no certification or no Definition of clean, but there are you know just stamping you know vegan on your product is not clean, <laughs> or you know I see sometimes gluten free on a product and I say okay well yeah <laughs> okay gluten free, so bring something different. I think that you know if you discover an ingredient that's extraordinary and you have a passion for you know create a line around that ingredient. If you discover you know just do something different. Of course, like learn from the other people and know what's happening on your market and, but just bring something different. So that would be my two little words of advice. And, and then what was your other question, Mercedes? I'm sorry.
0: Just if you, it just, that's okay. Just if you had ever, if you've had any important mentors or or what your own personal sources of inspiration have been.
1: Yeah. So my inspiration really is I listen to a lot of podcasts. I mean, that's really a passion of me. And I also read a lot of books and I need to stay inspired. And I think that's also part of, you know, having this, uh my prognostic was really bad and against all the odds, I'm completely, I've been completely cancer free for 15 years, but I was given 20% chance of living five years. So for me, I need to stay inspired on staying on this path of having a really, you know, healthy lifestyle that really, you know, promotes a body in which, you know, cancer cells cannot grow. And for me, this inspiration comes from podcasts and books. And I think that it's not a mentor, but the people that really make me ever since they're born want to, to be a better person, to thrive, to, to really fight for, for keeping this planet beautiful are my two boys who are my Diddy inspiration.
0: So beautiful. I have a two-year-old son, so I <laughs> relate to to the power yeah. that, you know, your own your own children are, I guess really children um, in general, the next generation. Yeah, for sure. I'm wondering what you see maybe as kind of what the future holds for Audacity or what direction you think the beauty industry might be moving. You know, I also had a note here to ask you about your somewhat newly released shampoo bar. I think it was uh, over the last year, the 552M, I think. So it's clear with that, that Audacity has a commitment to sustainability and um, doing different things with with products and packaging. So yeah, where, wherever you think you see things evolving.
1: So it's interesting because when I launched Audacity, you know, the three core value of Audacity were this, you know, efficacy and purity with sustainable practice. And again, you know, 11 years ago, you know, nobody was really speaking about sustainability. And right now it it is a big discussion, especially after, you know, the year that we went through. So my, this, you know, unwavering commitment that is, you know, at, the inception of audacity has been like incredibly reinforced this year. Part of um, our program is that we are this year planting twenty thousand trees, and we are doing it with a Swiss foundation that replants forests in Ethiopia. And it's going to be such an interesting thing because we're starting from scratch. They claim lands that are where nothing grows. And then we are just pre- preparing our seedling. It's going to be those 20,000 seedlings are being planted right now. And then in April, they will be planted on, on kind of top of a mountain in the south of Ethiopia. And then we're going to watch this forest grow. And every year we will plant next year, 21, it will be 21,000 trees. So for me, it's, you know, it's stronger than ever that commitment to sustainability and that commitment to to really create products that not only are good for your skin but are also going to respect your health and respect really all the the beings that live on this beautiful planet and uh, definitely stronger than ever. And then what I'm seeing and, you know, as a, not a trend, but I think that where clean beauty is going, there's two things is that, I think that Clean Beauty now is kind of a teenager. I want to say, you know, it was a baby. We had infancy. I mean, obviously when we launched, it was complete infancy, you know, it didn't exist. And then we had like toddler and now we're kind of a teenager. And we've been talking about the efficacy of our product, but now we really need to prove it. And that's what we did with we really putting it to clinical study and showing up the results in terms of percentage and what it does to your skin. And so I think we're stepping into that kind of, you know, more scientific and more, you know, really like we need, because again, because so many people claim so many things, it's like really showing what we're doing. But what I'm also seeing and which I love because it's, you know, that holistic approach that we have at Audacity is that I think that the border between wellness and beauty It's kind of disappearing. You know, beauty is becoming part of wellness. It's also part of taking care of yourself. It's part of self-love. It's part of self-care. And I love that.
0: Well, that seems like such a nice note to end on. Valerie, thank you so much for coming on and for being such a pioneer in this space. I mean, I don't know green beauty without Audacity. So thank you for all of your work over the years and for coming and sharing your perspective.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure.
0: Okay, it's just Mercedes again. I'm back to close out this episode. With some product chat, what is an episode of Your Purpose is Beauty without even just a little bit of product chat? I mean, I know that we got into some of it in the interview, but since I have such long-standing experience with this brand, let me just tell you a bit about some of the products I'm currently using, some favorites, and what's on my wish list, because I was just combing through Audacity's website. And I felt after interviewing Valerie, I felt re-inspired to, you know, keep revisiting this brand and reincorporate old favorites and trying new things. Okay, so what I'm currently using, the Acai and Rose Serum Concentrate is currently on my heavy rotation shelf. I don't think I had ever tried this one before. It was uh, graciously sent to me in a PR package recently. And I previously, I have used and really loved the Buriti and Lime. I've gone through two or three of those in years past, but the Acai and rose is beautiful and i do feel like i'm seeing i use it you know maybe 3 times a week usually 3 drops mixed into kind of a pea sized amount of kahina argan oil I'll put that on my skin directly after cleansing, and then I'll mist on top. And sometimes I'll do an additional serum and then some sort of moisturizer. And I feel like I'm getting an evening effect from using it. My skin just feels more even and more evenly hydrated. So the high antioxidant power of this serum, I feel, is just helping all of my other products work better. So I'm loving it, loving it. I'm also using the Gentle Rejuvenating Cleanser, which I had never tried. It's a very, very gentle, creamy cleanser, comes in a pump dispenser, would be a second cleanse for most people, unless you don't wear SPF and you don't wear makeup, um, because it is pretty gentle. But as far as that goes, It's very soothing. I think it would be a wonderful creamy cleanser for someone that's sensitive and sensitive to fragrance because it's pretty much unscented. I think you get a nice amount of product. The texture is beautiful. And I find that I have a very neutral canvas when I rinse it off with lukewarm water, enjoying it so much. Then I'm using the, well, for the last year, really, I've been using the Bioactive Rose Gommage. And I talked about this recently in my Best of Beauty 2020. I couldn't remember if I had discovered this product in 2019 or 2020, but if it was 2019, it was like at the very tail end of 2019. And I really used the product in 2020 for the most part. So I don't actually use this as a gommage. I tend to leave it on for seven to 10 minutes as just an enzymatic exfoliator. And I'm so picky with exfoliating products, whether they're chemical, enzymatic, physical. My skin has gotten more sensitive with age, sensitized perhaps from using a lot of products. And then just the transition through pregnancy and postpartum, I think has also just made made my skin more sensitive. But my skin loves this it's one of like my favorite enzymatic exfoliating products the packaging is like you depress the top and it comes out of like a little uh, hole or like spout in the middle of the top it's if you've ever used the i think it's kate somerville like the kate somerville goat milk cream that used to be all over every youtuber's videos six, seven years ago, probably. It's that kind of packaging. Don't see much of that style of packaging, but I really, really like this product. I mean, obviously enough to put it in my best of beauty and it's because I have such a hard time finding exfoliating products that I like. And this one just works quickly, gently. If I'm just feeling a little bit dull and like, I do kind of want, (laughs) this sounds like really gross, but I do want a product to kind of Eat off or disintegrate that top layer of skin, this does so in a really gentle way. Next, I'm using the deep hydration mask. So I've only used this once. I took a therapeutic bath a couple of weeks ago, and this was the mask I had on. And I really liked it a lot. I'm looking forward to using it so much more this winter. I just did a thin layer and rinsed it off out of the tub after about half an hour did a typical evening skincare routine, and I felt like I got improved hydration for the following several days after using it. There's some other hydrating masks I like a lot, like the Kahina hydration mask I really like. Um, I even like using, for example, the Iuna Original Terra or Iuna Cream 2 as like a moisturizing mask. You can also use this deep hydration mask as an overnight treatment if you're into like a sleeping mask. But I feel like I saw such good results just from using it for that half hour in the bath. That's that's how I'm going to continue to use it, I think. I'm also trying the Creme de la Nuit, which Valerie, you heard her talk about in this interview. One of their newly launched products, and you can tell that Valerie is very in love with it. It's quite lovely. It's this kind of petal pink color. It has almost like a light lemony herbal smell. The smell reminds me of the pie creamy cleanser smell. So if you know what the pie creamy cleanser smells like, this cream smells a lot like that. It does have, I think, Tetra C as a vitamin C in it. And I think it's really lovely. For me, I think this might be more of a spring or summertime cream. It feels a bit on the lighter end. Um, so I'm looking forward to trying it a bit more when the weather warms up here in Chicago. Now, I do have to say, my Clam de la Nuit came with a miniature of the facial acupressure tool, which we did talk about, which you heard us talk about as well. And They're now selling a larger one. I am obsessed with this little tool and not even for facial acupressure yet. That's something that I'd like to explore. I love facial reflexology and Den Chan and all of that stuff. So it's kind of only a matter of time before I start integrating facial acupressure. But there's a spatula on one end, which you're supposed to scoop the product out with. But I love the spatula for using with Earthwise Farizad's Veil, that powdered SPF product that you can mix into any oil or balm that you have. I don't know, like this facial acupressure spatula, using that to create my daily SPF is just such an amazingly joyful beauty experience for me. So I, yeah, I can highly recommend the facial acupressure tool. I like the miniature one, especially because it fits in this little... Bowl of products that I keep on my vanity, and it just like makes me happy to look at. Okay, two more things that I'm currently testing the Jasmine Whisper Body Oil. I've used this a couple times. I'm somewhat on the fence. I like the texture of it, but you know, scent is so personal. This is definitely kind of like a sweet jasmine. So it would be very, very different if you know, for example, Infiore jasmine, which is more of a kind of deep, complex, Sensual jasmine, maybe I want to say. This is more of kind of like a sweet, light, playful jasmine is maybe what I would say. But I need to keep, I need to keep testing and, and seeing how I feel about it. And then the intensive hand and heel therapy, I think this is another new-ish product for them. It comes in a, a tub, like a twist-off lid. And so I've been keeping this down in the kitchen to use after I'm done dishes or I'm done cleaning up the kitchen. And I like it a lot. It has a light citrusy scent. I would say the color is almost like a pale orange. It kind of reminds me of the L'Amour Mongolia hand cream, which I like a lot. They're actually very similar. And I had my husband Kave try this hand cream and he really liked it. But he likes Audacity products a lot, I think. And I made a note to tell you that the black mint cleanser from Audacity, which was way too clarifying for me personally, my skin can get stripped very easily. Like Total aside and not having to do with Audacity, for the first time last night, I tried the 5 Yenna Moonlight Pearl Detox Mask and it was like a bit much. <laughs> it was like a bit much. Same as the Naturalogic Detox Mask, anything that has charcoal in it. And I don't know if the Black Mint Cleanser does, but it was just too clarifying for me, much more for an oily combination skin type, I think. So I gave it to Kave, and he, to this day, I mean, I think he used it up two years ago and he still talks about it. And he loves it. It's like the that and the strange bird for a more exfoliating cleanser. But he said that the Audacity Black Mint still is probably his number one. It's actually sitting in a bag in my office of cave's empty products if we can ever find a time to record together. Because I... I think you guys would enjoy hearing his perspective on products. It's really funny because he's doesn't have he's not laden with kind of all of the jargon that we know or the preconceptions that we have. He just kind of like calls it like he sees it. And it's highly entertaining. Okay. I've tried so many other things from Audacity. I mean, we would be here kind of all day if I were to go really in depth, but I've tried the Baobab and Sarsaparilla Eye Serum. Really like it. Aloe and Immortelle Mist, All Embracing Serum, Aventurine Kiss Lip Serum. Beautiful Day Moisturizer, Green Ceremony Cleanser, Blue Aura Cleansing Water, and the 552M Shampoo Bar. So a number of those actually are sort of product crit territory for me for different reasons. The Beautiful Day Moisturizer, I remember liking a lot. The Green Ceremony Cleanser is one of those, like it's a powder and then it foams up I think it has baking soda in it. It reminds me of the Nini Organics Natura Detox Foam, similar to that, but again, just not very well suited to my skin type. I really like the Baobam and Sarsaparilla Eye Serum in the Rollerball. The All Embracing Serum is quite nice. I used it up as a body serum and thought it was lovely. The shampoo bar, I needed a really, really intensive conditioner to get it to work. And then It disappeared from the shower and I found out Kaveh was using it as a body soap bar. And I was like, no, that's supposed to be for your hair. And he's like, well, you don't give me any like body gels to use, which is true because it's really hard to find a good body wash or body gel in Eco Beauty. But basically, I used it for like maybe a month, once a week, so not that much. And then it just got nationalized as Kaveh's body care. And then I talked about the Blue Aura Cleansing Water actually in my last episode product, Crit. So if you want to hear about that, that's in there. Now let's talk about my wish list. The number one thing on my Audacity wish list is the Wild Carrot Serum Concentrate. Valerie made me want this. And Wild Carrot Seed Oil is also in their Claire de Lune Radiance Serum, which is part of the like elite line of serums that they, I don't think they call it. Elite, but it's like the special version of the face serums that they do. Like, I'm forgetting, blanking on the names of the other one, like Autumn on Mist of the World, or like Spring in Tokyo, or like the, this, these special edition, ultra high potency uh, serums and blends. And so, Carrot Seed Oil is in the Clair de Lune. Also, I just have a soft spot in my heart for WC. Always, always WC. Okay, Buridi and lime serum concentrate is also on my wish list because I would just like to have this back in my life. My skin seems to quite like Buridi oil. I believe Buridi oil is in Earthwise's magical babasu. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that she uses Buridi oil in that blend. And it lends this really creamy, silky, cashmere-like finish to the skin. It's so decadent and amazing. The Rose and Neroli Mist, I would like to try. Like I mentioned, I've tried the Aloe and Immortelle, which is a little bit hay barn smelling from what I remember. I don't mean that in a bad way, but the Rose and Neroli is kind of calling to me. The Ultra Effective Eye Cream, I'm quite curious about. I'm feeling really into eye products lately. I don't know why that is, maybe just because I'm always tired and I feel like I need a lot of support in the eye area, but I've really liked their baobab and sarsaparilla eye oil, but I would be very curious to try their eye cream because I think that the cream products from Audacity that I've tried, I really like a lot. And then I saw that they do a perfect nutrients body lotion. So again, because I like the texture of the cream products from Audacity I've tried, I think their body lotion could be a real winner. So I could continue, but why don't we cut ourselves off here? I'm going to finish my cup of peppermint tea from Earthwise. This is so nice in the evenings, you guys, if you've never tried it. Um, I so enjoyed spending this time with you. I really hope you enjoyed today's interview. If you're here on the public feed, you probably are not going to hear from me until mid-February. If I can, I may try and put out another episode on the public feed at the end of January, but honestly, more likely than not, that first Monday of February, February 1st, is going to be on Patreon. The episode will be on Patreon. And then I'm doing two other interviews for the podcast uh, the first week of February. I have them scheduled. So you'll hear another interview on the 15th of February. But I would also like to find a way to do an episode that's just me talking about products, whether that's a favorites or a Boxwalla review. I just saw that the Next Beauty Box is featuring all those Nini organics products that I think look lovely. I hope you guys have a wonderful week and you know everywhere that you can find me, L'Amore La Musique on Instagram, com to kind of have a landing page for everything. You can sign up for my newsletter there, youtube.com slash LaMusique slash videos. And I feel like I'm forgetting something, but it's getting late and I'm getting tired and somewhat delirious. Please take good care. And I can't wait to chat with all of you again soon. Bye.